channel i help radio hurricane age here uh, a new show a new topic always related to health a new guest and uh, today's guest is uh, uh, someone that's going to take us through some lifestyle uh, enhancements and also talking about it he's a health coach with a very diversified background and uh, uh, also an author of a book and we'll talk about that today uh, he'll share with us something about four pillars of of really living the life or the good life and we'll talk about them more so again i always start with with, with no names and and people will like look at you know uh can you tell us about this name well of course i will so <laughs> matthew albrocht and and he is actually with us today um to share these values and also he has some personal experience that got him into all this excitement in the last few years and what drove him to write this book so matthew how are Hello. you? Hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. Pleasure, pleasure. Glad that you've accepted our invite and uh, that you're here. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. exciting. Exciting to have the conversation. Uh, listen, well, we've had a nice little pre-show pre uh, you know, discussion. That was fun. Um, but now we are on the air and let's do this. So, so, so Matthew, first things first, as the tradition goes, can you tell us a little bit about your background? I know it's pretty diversified and it's pretty mm -hmm. complex and it's got a lot of good stuff. So juice us up. Give us, give us the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I grew up in uh, Texas and I now live in California and in Northern California, Oakland. And um, left Texas when I was in my early 20s, I think 2021, and just kind of wanted to explore the world, explore what life was about, learn about, you know, what had meaning and, and just kind of broaden my horizon. So I studied psychology, and I studied uh, humanities and leadership and graduate school, and just started to immerse myself into the world of what it means to live a good life in all kinds of ways. Uh, got excited about kind of politics and cultural change and started doing a lot of activism and uh, uh, spent years working in an organization called the Peace Alliance, helped found it with uh, Marianne Williamson, who's a best-selling author and does a lot of other great work, including she ran for president. So did that for years, you know, looking at uh, a really holistic way of looking at how do we find peace in our lives, so, sort of from the Gandhian or Martin Luther King perspective of uh, really being the peace we want to see in the world. And so part of that was always how do we live peace in our own lives and create it in our own self. And so it was always looking at those questions and culturally, obviously, with my activism work. And in 2015, uh, when I was in my early 40s, I started to really reckon with my own health in particular. Uh, I just kind of, I can share a little bit with you about kind of my health journey and how I sure. was struggling and transformed it if you want. But I, I started to, anyway, I started to make the connection between all this work I had done about creating peace and in particular, 
nutrition and and how like feeding my body well and getting it tuned in and doing some other stuff around health but nutrition was a big one in that moment that I hadn't put together with peace kind of you know like and I started to quickly realize when I was made these changes like how important just feeding my whole you know being was to uh creating peace in myself and and it sent off a lot of triggers of like wow what is what's going on with the world that we are you know 70 percent of uh the culture is either overweight or obese 40 percent are obese these are united states statistics uh 60 of people have one chronic disease 40 percent have two or more and those numbers are rapidly climbing you know there's all these sort of culture-wide statistics that are not looking good and we all pay for it individually, obviously, but we pay for it collectively as well with, with our healthcare system and the tremendous costs that that has and just not living good life. So I started to really get like, oh, wow, like I don't feel when I don't feel good, my brain doesn't feel good and my mood doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And then I started to learn too just how much nutrition impacts our psyche and our sense of emotional well-being, which I didn't really... And I guess I, I, you know, at some level realized it, but I didn't get the depth of it. That was one of the, you know, one of the big changes that happened when I started to dive into nutrition. Wow. So that's, that's a kind of, a, that's an <laughs> overview. Well, that's pretty, pretty uh, comprehensive. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff that we can try, extract from it. So, so yeah. the first thing is, well, you're right. I mean, um, I do have a, a, a very specific question about maybe define the health coaching concept in general. Mm -hmm. But before that, I mean, you mentioned, you know, uh, world peace, you mentioned, you know, inner peace, you, you mentioned like mm -hmm. the society we live in and the cultural, you know, and the health, you know, um, I guess, impact that we have currently across, you know, all different cultures. And specifically, the statistics you mentioned are pretty, you know, alarming, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, and most of us, we go about our days and, uh, you know, we don't put all the pieces together. Now, right. if, you add, if you add the stuff that we're exposed to on day to day basis in terms of news, media, the world, uh, the pandemic, uh, your personal struggles at home, at work and so on and so forth, that 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 affects both psyche and mental, physical, all the right. above. And also, you know, you tie that into maybe habits of bad nutrition, <laughs> right, right, get a, a recipe of disaster, right. And, uh, you know, and that's really where a lot of us, you know, would fall in. And so it's really uh, it has to be a full package mind, yes, body, spirit, absolutely. You know, nutrition, you know, hopefully in less bad news and, and, you know, cause that negativity is spread through yeah. all these things. So you absolutely. get all these things that affect the people. And, uh, and again, you, you mentioned you had some background in uh, psychiatry and, and, and psychology and, mm -hmm. and you had also some, some of these, these, uh, human, uh, I guess, factor of human rights, yep. humanities, culture. Humanities. So, so you have, you have all these aspects. So that means there's, there's an intense, understanding of all the intricate stuff that's out there right mm -hmm. in terms of cultures mm -hmm. and how we all relate now in the u.s uh we are very diversified <laughs> mm -hmm. as 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 a country and uh you know many varies from state to state but but nevertheless it is a diversified right. country and we have so many extremes in terms of uh you know lifestyles uh and also health styles <laughs> so, yeah. so, so you you can go from like you know very healthy to no health you know very wealthy to no wealth and it's just you know and and that may relate to a lot of other countries i mean i think that's that's pretty much yeah. unique to the world today but but you're right all these factors do impact how we will live and lifestyle changes can impact us one way or the other and specifically affect our health 
Now, obviously, right. our context here at the station and, and, and the radio is health, wellness, fitness, and, and it all ties in. And, and yeah. health, health here is like everything. Mind, Absolutely. Mind, body, spirit. That's right. I mean, it's a combo. <laughs> you, you can't have <laughs> one without the other, right? Right, right. So, so Matthew, um, in your experience, first of all, let if you don't mind, can you just tell us, you know, and, and just bring to the audience a little bit more about what does a health coach do? And and what does that mean? Sure. I mean, yeah. it's pretty, it sounds simple, but I'm sure there's more to it than just what it sounds, you know. So at least what, how does someone in, in, in this particular uh, field, you know, impact the mm -hmm. rest? And then, then we can yeah. go like, you know, in terms of your style and your approach and some of the things sure. you've treated or help. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. Well, there's, you know, there's, you can imagine, as you can imagine, there's a lot of different approaches to health coaching. Sure. Um, and in different schools of thought and schools of training, et cetera. I uh, particularly uh, study functional medicine-focused health coaching and I, I, from the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. And so that's kind of the track. And functional medicine is kind of a holistic approach at medicine. It's a little, it's a lot more, I think, scientifically focused than say naturopaths or even integrative doctors. Uh, you, you know, you have a lot of MDs who are really focused on like, how do we look at root cause of what's going on? So it's not just treating symptoms, right? They're treating like what's underneath the symptoms that's causing the symptoms in the first place. And let's tackle that, which is a little different than Western medicine. Western medicine is a little more symptom focused, right? Trying to abate symptoms with medications, et cetera. So the coaching kind of has that in the background, right? Like how do we help people really cultivate deep health? Uh, from the school of thought that I'm at. So I and the people I train with, we look at coaching as an opportunity for people to find support in their journey, wherever they're at. It might be nutrition, but it also might be fitness or it might be, you know, stress. Stress is one of the biggest, you know, stressors on our health. Um, and, you know, a whole host of things that, you know, that people might tackle. So what we do is, and what I do is I, I talk to people, you know, we'll do an intake, learn about what it is that their challenges are, what their strengths are, what, you know, get a, a, a nice overview of where people are at, and we start to set goals together. And to really do it in a way that's realistic for oneself, not, not like, okay, I'm going to do 100 things, I'm going to do them all now, and, and then people dive in and often can't do it, and, and then fail a little bit and then they get disappointed and then they stop doing whatever the changes, whether it's fitness or nutrition, changing your diet, you know, too many people, when you do it on your own, a, it's hard to figure out what do I do? Where do I look to start? And then setting goals that are realistic, so important. And it's great to have a partner. So that's kind of what a health coach is. It's like a partner in helping you design a, a system and again, in whatever area you're looking at, I love nutrition. So I, I almost always work on that as a big component. But, but just to look at what do we need to do to make a better life and then setting goals together. I can certainly provide lots of information and resources and education uh, and some accountability. But it's not about what I think people should do. It's about what where they're at and what they want to do. So, so any good coach is going to really be focused with you on what it is that you're wanting to change in your life. And sometimes people aren't quite sure. They know they don't feel good or there's specific issues they want to tackle. 
And we can look through those and together kind of come up with some ideas about what to do and how to step into it in a way that feels realistic and empowered for oneself. So Matthew, do you, I mean, that's pretty powerful stuff, but now the question is uh, how is it, is it, do you find that there are a lot of people seeking the help? One. I, uh, no, yes and no, kind of more no in the sense that I don't think people really know the supports out there. Unfortunately, we in our Western kind of healthcare model, again, it's more symptom abatement. And so whether it's the healthcare industry, et cetera, they don't put a lot of support yet, although this is changing, which is cool, into helping people to learn how to live healthier lifestyles. And so a lot of folks can't afford it. They, they can't afford a health coach. You know, they're, they're, they're stretching as it is. Uh, and then I don't think a lot of people even know that there's that kind of support out there. I know people have heard of dietitians, sure. and that's a very specific kind of look at food, but it's less around like that really holistic support of how do you move forward, not just get information and get education, which is of course a critical piece of it. Like what's healthy food? I really kind of don't even know. You know, that's a piece of it. But then it's also like having a partner and really moving towards it. So I think a lot of people would love that. I don't think they know how to access it. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of, from people I've talked to and what I've looked at it, I don't, I don't think a lot of people know it's accessible. And sometimes it's not really affordable because it's mostly out of pocket. But, um, you know, I think of it as a really powerful investment because when you feel better, you operate better and you function better and you and produce more if you need to. And I think it's a really good way to invest something into your life that will pay off for the rest of your life. And not to mention like healthcare costs are skyrocketing as, as we age and many of us are getting sicker and sicker as I said earlier. And so the more we can invest in like cultivating health, the less we have to spend on all that as time goes by. So I think it is a worthy investment. Does that answer your question? Oh, it did, it did definitely. And, uh, and, and also it brought, you know, a little bit more uh, information to, to the concept because, uh, you know, for, for one, you know, we've had psychoanalysts, psychotherapists, you know, dietitians, but, but you're like in between those two buffers mm -hmm. across weaving the together. Exactly. So, so it's, it's something that, you know, people need to know that and, and be aware that it exists and, and what it does. And uh, so, because there are people that may want to not go to a psychiatrist and maybe not, you know, I, I can do my own nutrition, but sometimes they just don't know what to do. And maybe this, right. we, totally. we get a personal trainer for fitness. You know, we can get a dietitian to help us in our, you know, food habits. And maybe now we can get someone that can help us in, across the, the spectrum here. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But then the question is, so you said the cost is, is not attainable. And so well, for some people, I mean, it just, I, I was using it as one example for why for some people, it's not as accessible, because, you know, it's mostly out of pocket expenses, some, some businesses now some big corporations will will give funding to people who do health programs and things like that. And there are some healthcare, uh, some uh, insurance companies who are starting to invest more and allow people to get some preventative care. Uh, and some some kind of more of the alternative ones have health coaching as an option on there. Yeah, well, the reason I'm asking is that I, I want to, if anybody's listening, you know, there, there, anybody can get through it. It's just that you have to find, mm -hmm. a way to get, you know, the funding to it and stuff. But I mean, it can be available. Obviously, some folks may have it more readily than others. 
right. at the end of the day, depending on your income levels and stuff like that, there might be other resources that can, uh, you know, and, and believe it or not, sometimes where you have some government programs that may be also covered, I think, through some of it's the true. programs they have. It's true, right? yeah. So, so, so it's not really like not acceptable, accessible. It is accessible. You just have, you know, to find a way. And yeah. And just I'll say this because because we're on the point of people who might that finances might be an issue. Like there are a lot of like the training programs that I was in. Yeah. We and there's hundreds of coaches that are constantly being trained, uh, you know, student coaches. They have like free you can if you go to these websites like the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy and others they'll have they'll offer like 10 free sessions to you know with a newly trained coach and you're still getting great information these people are getting a lot of good training and data so there's lots of fun ways that you can still find support thank you and, that, and that's exactly what i was trying to say like you know there, there are ways to do this you know at a no cost or low cost and hope, right you know absolutely and, and to your degree whatever you want to be i mean you can invest in it or you can at least you know find some some ways that are less costly but at the end, Absolutely. that would work. So, so thank you for that. And uh, so now we understand the concept. We understand that it's available. We understand pretty much everybody can use it. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, because because at the end of the day, we all can. You know, we all have perceptions of how we live. Yeah. But you you mentioned a very strong word, stress. Yeah. Now, stress is something of this new world <laughs> that we live mm -hmm. in. Uh, it is. The new world is is really stressful, and it, it's designed that way. You you get up in the morning, you're thinking work, you're thinking uh, mm -hmm. uh, making ends meet, you know, paying the bills, this, that, the other. It's like you know, you got right. this, you got this, uh, you got pressures, right? And so all these factors are actually are challenging for us. So so, what what will be some of the the tips to help people? You know, and we're not doing a session here, but, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. some of the advice you would give, like you know, to to you know to uh, circumvent, I guess, the stress levels, or at least reduce, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. what would you say to that? Well, I'll, there's a lot of things I think folks can do, you know, I, I'll kind of start at the top tier. First of all, if you if you can get support, get support, you know, particularly like there's great therapists, for example, who can really help people kind of work through what is it that's driving the stress, or what are some tools and resources you can cultivate to get it down, particularly people who are you know, dealing with trauma or, you know, things that are kind of like baked in from childhood, you know, that you're going to need more support to work through that because some of it's, you know, what we're learning in, in neuroscience is a lot of these patterns of stress and trauma get neurally wired into your brain and your limbic system and, and become these sort of self-fulfilling patterns that make it hard to get out. But th there's brilliant, brilliant people working and lots of great resources to pull yourself out of that. So that's kind of like the big picture level. Now, as you said, like work and family and raising kids, there's lots of just regular stressors that, you know, maybe otherwise you're doing great, but, you know, that, that toll of just, you know, running the machine and running the mill. Uh, I do, for example, I, I, yoga is my favorite, right? So I do a lot of breath work and, and engaged in the yoga and I'll do 20 minutes, I'll do 40 minutes a day. I always make sure I, I get that in because it just really brings down my body systems. And I'm a little uh, ADD, more, probably more than a little. Uh, but so meditation is great for me. It's a little hard to get myself to sit still and, and meditate, although I'm getting better at it. The more I keep my practice going and doing my yoga, et cetera. So I love yoga because I can engage multiple things, get a little fitness into, do a lot of breath work. It's very calming and centering. Mindfulness and meditation practices of which there is a whole 
host of stuff. You know, there's not, it's not just the sitting with your legs crossed, quieting the mind, trying to empty your mind of thought. That's kind of a form of meditation, but there's so many more that are, are much different than that. So, you know, there's all these apps on, on the smartphones now, like Headspace and Calm, which are great resources to just have guided meditations where pe people are taking you through this thing to help you calm and center yourself, get your heart rate down, get your heart rate variability down, which is this whole other thing uh, that people, people can do to sort of monitor and, and mind map. Um, I do th things like binaural beats, which are these very curious thing when you, you put headphones in your ear and there's a tone coming into one ear is at a certain Hertz. And then in the second ear, it's at a slightly different Hertz. And that literally uh, retrains your, helps you retrain your brain. It kind of resets some of the neural stuff I was talking about earlier, where you can get in the, you're just used to those stress patterns. And it's a great way to kind of add to a mindfulness practice that it, it the, the research is showing it helps boost you without having to do that much extra work. You're doing these binaural beats. Uh, sometimes when I'm going on a walk, which is another way to reduce stress, like get, get yourself, obviously exercise and fitness in general are a really good way to de-stress and kind of burn that energy off your body. But even like a walk in nature, which is uh, shown, tons of research shows that being in nature whether it's just, it could be your street with trees and just paying attention to the natural world around you. It could be in, you know, a beautiful hike in a forest. Um, but I will not only get the benefit of that, I might have the binaural beats going in my ears while I'm out walking in nature. And, and there's beautiful, you know, sound. You can, it, you don't just have to hear these tones. You can have music and nice stuff going. So, so is, that um, like, is that like two different, like you have two different sounds coming in? Like yeah. Yeah, it's soft. It's like in one ear, there's, you know, whatever hertz, I don't know, I don't know hertz very well, like 700 hertz. And this year, it's 750 hertz. And something about the two, you have to have headphones on because it needs to trick your brain. If you're listening on speakers, it all blends together. But when it's here, it's like it's going in this ear one and this ear another. And it, it it's tricking your brain to calm down. So it's like almost listening to two programs at the same time, which your brain right. like has to adjust, right? I mean, I, I'm just yeah. Like, Kind of it's not it's not just very just it's not disorienting by the way and that sounds like it might be disorienting but it's because it's just these little tones they're 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 soft and they they go in and again you can like i have an app gosh what's it called i have it in my book and on my website uh, well, uh, but it's a binaural beats app and you, you can use your music library or they have like ocean sounds or forest sounds or frog sounds you know so it's nice and if you're on a walk you don't even have to think much about it it's kind of lovely sweet well, yeah. that's pretty, that's an excellent tip. I mean, I, I'm going to try that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I would say too, is breath work. Uh, I am such an advocate for just doing breath work, taking lots of deep breaths. There's practices like uh, box breathing and the four, seven, eight, where you take in a deep breath for, uh, hold it for four seconds, or excuse me, take in a deep breath for four seconds, hold it for seven, and then release it for eight. And you just do this cycle. Box breathing is similar. It's just uh, four, it's five, 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 and five. Uh, you can you can Google e any of those and go find great videos on YouTube and stuff. I have, that is like the number one way to calm myself down. And, you know, we've all heard about take a deep breath if you're stressed out. And sometimes when you're really wired up, taking a deep breath, it kind of doesn't matter. You're, you, it's hard to get out of that stress moment or the but when you practice it regularly especially when you practice it when you're not 
in your highest peak stress, your, your body starts to learn that rhythm of the deep breathing. And then when you're stressed and you do it, it helps. Like I, I, it helps a lot. And sometimes I'll do it for five minutes, sometimes 10 minutes, sometimes longer, depending on what's going on. And I can really tune my body down and get it, get it calm. So I just had to throw the breath work in too. No, that, well, listen, I, I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> it's know, great. I just, as just as a, as a practice, uh, cause I mean, I, it, it's all, I mean, it adds up. I mean, to your point, I mean, there's nature, the music, the calm, but when you put all this together as a strategy, right. Uh, and with fitness workout and all the other stuff, maybe mm -hmm. I think that that's, that that's going to help a lot of the, the folks that are listening. And, you know, and by the way, I, Take it for what it's worth. I mean, we got someone here with us today that knows this stuff well enough. Uh, and, you know, we're not losing anything. We can test it out, you know, in real life and just follow. This. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and we can get all that excitement. And if it works, hey, you know, at least that's something that we got from this particular exchange here. So, Absolutely. Matthew, um, you mentioned four pillars. Well, we talked about four pillars yeah. and, of lifestyle. So, so let's expand on that. And, and I think Good. those are hard, you know, your, your four core elements that you use in your, I guess, approach, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, so let me say a couple of things. First of all, just on all that stuff we've been talking about, it was a lot of, a lot of data. And, and so I know anybody who's listening might go, wow, that's a lot of stuff. Where do, where do I find the research? That, that was interesting. Um, you know, you can Google any of those terms also on my website, which is nourishyourselfwhole.com. I've got a whole resource section with great books, great podcasts, great apps, great, uh, you know, YouTube links and stuff. So people can find that if that feels overwhelming. And then uh, I wrote a book called Nourish Yourself Whole, uh, which is uh, a guide to core nutritional pillars with achievable steps for vibrant health. And uh, so the four pillars that you just mentioned are a part of that book. In my coaching, I might do even more than the four pillars. But what I did with this book was try to uh, home in on the like most impactful things you can do to, uh, to, to get healthier, where especially where nutrition is concerned. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so many things that people can and should do. And over time, as you learn, hopefully you'll do them. But these four pillars are really like the, the core, um, uh, most highly leveraged things that you can implement in your, in your diet. And I'll just, I'll, I'll list them and then we can talk more about them specifically. But the first is, it's not rocket science, it's eat a whole foods diet. So the closer to the really source of the food, the healthier, the cultures that live the longest and are the healthiest eat more whole foods and less processed, hyper palatable foods that are addictive and, and troubling for our body. We didn't evolve eating that kind of stuff. So that's the first one. That's a really important one. And that's kind of, I call it the foundational pillar, because if you even just did that as much as you could, you're, you're going to get a lot better. And some of these others are a part of it. Uh, so, go ahead. Just on that note. So people might say, well, whole foods, that that sounds organic, expensive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is that is that a reality or is that a myth? I mean, you could potentially eat healthy without costing you know an arm and leg. Absolutely, absolutely. We're not talking Whole Foods of the store, which is an arm and a leg, which I love Whole Foods, but it is very expensive to go there sometimes. No, it's it's so organic is great. I don't want to dis organic because pesticides, environmental toxins are such a a, a rough part of what makes us unhealthy but you don't have to eat organic. And by, by the way, 
I'll say this first. So Environmental Working Group is this great organization and they have like a list of the, they call it the clean 15 and the dirty 15. These are like fruits and vegetables and other food products that are the cleanest and are the dirtiest. So like the cleanest are things like, um, uh, oh gosh, I'm, I can't do the list in my head right now, but I actually have, I could, I could read it off later. But um, these are like the foods that you wouldn't have to get organic because they hardly have any pesticides. And then the dirtiest, unfortunately, things like strawberries and uh, cucumbers are things that they have a, re they find really highly amounts of pesticides. So there are some things that you can get away without organic and some things that like look for it when you can't. So uh, whole foods, it's like, by the way, whole foods are the perimeter of your grocery store, right? So, so the, the middle is where you're going to find most of your processed foods, you know, things that are packaged that can sit on the shelf for months and months and stay good and sit in your cabinets and stay good that have all kinds of chemicals in them to keep them preservatives and things. You might read the label and you're going to see all these things you probably can't pronounce. When I recorded the audio book, I had listed a lot of these chemicals and I didn't think about this. Uh, and I, as I'm reading the audiobook, I'm like trying to read these words and I couldn't get them out of my mouth. I was like, I, I don't know if this is, if I pronounce this right. But that's the kind of stuff you want to dodge. And really, a lot of that's expensive because when you're, when you're buying um, these, these uh, packaged products, you're, you're paying for all those marketing fees that they do, that you see all the commercials for the cereals or the corn chips or the whatevers. Um, but when you go on the perimeter of the store and you've got all your vegetables and your fruits and you've got dairy, you've got, you know, meats, if you're not vegan, uh, even some baked goods, although we'll talk about some problem with baked goods in a sec. Um, those are the things that um, you can find a variety of prices on. And it, it does take a little more work to prepare your own food rather than, um, you know, getting these prepackaged things. But um, I you know, I don't know how much we probably can't get into it today, but I certainly have a lot of stuff in my book about how people can maximize time and health coaches will always help you work on that. You know, there are cool things like uh, people make sheet pan meals. So on a Sunday, they might cut up several days worth or even a week's worth of their food, like cut their vegetables, you know, spend two hours prepping stuff for the week. And then you put it in, and I like to use the Pyrex glass containers and just stack them up in your fridge. And then you literally, when you get home, you can dump that pre-prepped thing onto a sheet pan, stick it in the oven and everything cooks at the same amount of time. You save time, you're getting something really healthy and delicious. You can do that for lunch. You can make these mason jar salads. You get a big mason jar and you, again, on a Sunday, you can do, you can layer these salads with like protein and nuts and seeds and, you know, vegetables, lettuces, leftover, whatever. Uh, and then all you do is you pour in a dressing, a healthy dressing and shake it up and you have it at lunch at work. I mean, so there's all kinds of stuff that fresh, fresh vegetables aren't that expensive. I mean, it depends on who you are. Of course, I'm talking from a more privileged place if I have some money, but most people can afford at least to get fresh vegetables and fruits and things and just about making the time to prepare it. So just one more thing, anything that has more than five ingredients on the label, generally speaking, is not a whole food. Um, and so that's kind of what we're talking about. Uh, there are, if you do have an okay amount of financial resources, there are some really cool companies. Like if you go to Whole Foods, the, the grocery store or any other health food store mm -hmm. who are making these kind of alternatives to traditional processed foods. Like, you know, I cave, I like my 
occasional cookies and and chips and things like that. But for example, uh, my favorite chip when I occasionally you know want a corn chip is uh, called Siete. It's a company, and they make cassava, which is a is the yucca root. Mm-hmm. They use this cassava flour which uh, is very low glycemic for people who don't know what that means. That means it doesn't spike your blood sugar, which is the cause of a lot of health problems. That's one of my pillars, uh, which I'll talk about in a sec, but they make it out of cassava, which doesn't spike your blood sugar. And then they fry it in avocado oil, which is a much more stable uh, oil to fry something in. Nothing's great fried, but it's much better than these industrial seed oils that are oxidized easily and cause free radicals in your body and cause cancer and heart disease. So, so you can find these cool alternative things or cookies made out of almond flour, um, chocolate chip cookies I make all the time when company comes over. And nobody, if, if I didn't tell them it was almond flour, they would think it was a regular yummy chocolate chip cookie. Like, so there's fun tricks like too, if you, so when I say whole foods, I don't want people to go, oh, well, I'm gonna eat like vegetables and fruit and, you know, uh, you can, you, there's plenty of ways to find cheats that are much healthier, you know. Well, oh, you, you can make your own as well. I mean, you can- Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I make some, they have mixes or I buy them. You know, those frozen cookie logs that you see in the grocery stores, traditional, and you just cut them and then stick them in and bake them. They have those with almond flour now, you know, and less sugar um, or, or maple syrup or coconut sugar, things that are a little bit better than standard refined table sugar. So, so Matthew, thank you for all those, those nice tips. Uh, just, just uh, I wanted to just to comment on something. Um, we notice, I mean, today's society, you, you're talking about whole foods and, and traditionally people that live in on the farmland or, or even in the villages and things like that over the years and centuries, they tend to eat natural, chicken, right. natural everything, right? Absolutely. Now we're, we're conditioned to buying food from supermarket for the most part. Some people actually go to the farmer's market and things like that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we tend to go to... That what's available in supermarkets, but that's one aspect. But then we have the tendencies now to to rush to go to work to do things and right. sometimes eat unhealthy because they just want to shove stuff because they're hungry, and you know, or they turn to microwavable stuff. That's exactly. Then we also have the the tendencies of people eating out all the time, mm-hmm. or, or or you know, like uh, takeout stuff, which would be like high MSG, high you know, salt right. and all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, oily and all this stuff i think i think those are some of the the bad habits that we've kind of basically adopted over the years and now they're part of our lifestyle and i think that's that's a challenge so, so to your point it's not about going and buying whole food from whole food you're just eating right. natural you know cook home yeah. as opposed to just going out there and just buy ready and we tend to be lazy too and and, and it, i see it more mm-hmm. in the generation like again i got kids we have salads and stuff that are homemade and they still want pizza and, and right, right. that's a problem. And, in, and I see it more in the new generation than ever. It's like they eat everything that is not really healthy. Well, I right. generalize, but at least in my surrounding, I haven't seen them, you know, loving, you know, some of the, the healthy salads and, and the natural right. stuff. They really yeah. want the, the prepaid, you know, pre-made stuff, which yeah. is not a good thing. So, so, right. I mean, I think, I think I just, the reason I made that comment is just to add to that value because, you know, we can do this and we can change, you know, one piece of our daily lives, which is going to help us to your point, maybe avoid some of these right. things that, that harm our bodies. 
Absolutely. And, you know, um, as you were saying that stuff, it's like the stress is what drives a lot of these habits, right? Because we're just like, we're this culture has gotten kind of insane with like how fast we have to move, how much is going on, how much we have to work now to make ends meet to two parents, if, if people are lucky enough to have, uh, you know, be together and have two parents, uh, most both have to work, you know, as we were evolving, you know, we had a whole community working together to make sure we got food and we ate and pre preparation, even, even in, you know, maybe not quite our lifetimes, but like certainly our parents' lifetimes, you know, there was often just a one income household and, and whoever stayed home often, you know, a, a, a woman could prep food and somebody else would go out and work. Uh, and that's shifted and in many ways. That's a good thing, but we got to bring it back to the center of how do we take these practices that are going to make ourselves and our kids healthier together. And one of the, a lot of the research is showing is when kids actually cook with you, like when you weave them into the process of prep, they get excited to eat what they're making. Right. Cause like, and, and start them young. I mean, little kids can, can help you prep stuff. That's a good way to get them motivated to eat the whole foods and eat better stuff when they're engaged in that process. That's a, and, you know, yeah. they're going to have a pizza and you have the resources to do it, get an almond flour pizza crust and, you know, put fresh, make, make a pizza together. You know what I mean? But, but just a healthier pizza with fresh whole ingredients rather than, you know, whatever your favorite pizza store is that may or may not have a lot of junk on it. Well, well, you're right. I mean, I mean, at home, I mean, we do, we do, my wife does make uh, some, some mean pizza. <laughs> oh, good. Naturally made, but, 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 you know, by the kids, for example, would not have it. They would rather get their, the regular delivery pizza right. and with the marinara sauce and, you know, and, and whatever cheese they have. Otherwise on our case, you know, we can make it fresh and it's fresh tomatoes and it's, so it's, but you're right. It's, getting people to to see that value and test it and and i've grown you know into when i was a kid that's what my mom used to make it's fresh yeah. uh, we didn't order pizza we just made pizza um and and, and of course we're not italian so it's not going to be italian <laughs> <laughs> but but you know uh it's still pizza it's still the crust yeah. it's still the juice yeah. and you can put some nice ingredients on it and um but you're right it's just a matter of how you do this and you mentioned something about uh lifestyle and like the workplace today crazy uh, two people working, it's hard. But you yeah. actually, you, you you also gave the 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 uh, the idea of prepping everything in advance. Mm -hmm. I would actually do this stuff, you know, uh, in intervals. I do it. My wife does it. Vice versa. One day in, one day out. I cook. She cooks. Whatever. But at right. the end, that's if it's a family of two. And but if it's you know you're single, you can still do that. You take right. a, you prep and you and you do. So there are ways to do this. Just discipline, I think. Discipline is, and learning how to do it. Yeah it's discipline and 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 really the will and understand that it's for you it's not for anything else yes you can eat junk you can eat whatever you want and yeah. and also i think on in the long run it saves you money because when you buy stuff it's expensive when you you probably yeah. can save some money you know yeah it costs you to buy the ingredients but I think it's cheaper than if you actually get a meal, you know, two meals out from the street. Absolutely. You know, we were, we were talking earlier about, you know, the, this like early on in the conversation about stress and, and how do we calm, how do we calm the stress down? I think of cooking as a mindfulness practice. So, you know, I'll put on some nice music, whatever I'm in the mood for. I might even catch up on an episode of the voice, which is my guilty, you know, pleasure. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I, I just make the, the prep sometimes, sometimes I'm in a hurry or whatever, but I try to make the prep kind of a sacred experience where I'm just like really bringing my attention and awareness to what I'm doing. I might be chopping some oregano or cutting up some vegetables or sauteing something or whatever. So I, so I find it a, a way to allow myself to de-stress. Now, I don't have kids, you know, I know there's, but, but I'm just saying that there's a way to look at even cooking, that it's, it's not just about saving money, which you said, which is, it is all the things you said, and it can be a calming experience too. It is, uh, you know, I, I've tried it. I actually, believe it or not, I mean, although I'm not uh, acceptable in the kitchen these days, right, you know, right. I, I, have, I have to keep the boundaries out. I can't get into the kitchen. Yeah. But, but when I do have a chance to be there, I enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I still make some mean, uh, you know, stuff but good 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 That's but, I great. Try, but 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 you're right when you're there you enjoy it you, again it's all about enjoying things you know you do that you the music yeah, fun, absolutely and you know and it's good yeah uh, and a couple of other things you know i talk about all this in the book but um you know there's things like these meal prep delivery services now where they'll they'll do like all the chopping of everything for you and meal planning for you and with you so if, again if this is if you have the financial resources do it but you can have and they deliver it once or twice a week and then so you've got a lot of like they have step-by-step -step instructions. Things are chopped up for you. All the ingredients come in the box and then you can make the food. So it's a time saver. And then there's things like the pressure cookers and Instant Pot is a brand that I love. And it makes cooking quick and easy. You can put everything in this pressure cooker. Mm -hmm. The pressure cooker cooks it all at the same time really quick, uh, usually 10, 15, 20 minutes to, to finish the cooking. You just chop stuff off, throw it in. And it's surprisingly amazing, tastes amazing when you learn cool recipes and stuff. So there's all kinds of ways to make this work. I just wanted to add a few more in. No, no, I appreciate it. And, and again, I think, I think to the listeners, I mean, you got a lot of tips today on, on, on uh, eating healthy. <laughs> and it, it's just, you know, it's just a bonus on, of the episode here. So <laughs> I think, mm -hmm. I think it's all good. I'm learning a few things and I probably will seek some of these, these sites and, uh, you know, places. And so, Hey, listen, uh, take advantage of whatever we hear here. Yeah. So, 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 so that brings us that that was the first pillar, or at least. A mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what other things that yeah. actually highlight on the, in the book? Well, so the, the, the pillar two that I have in the book is reduce sugar and refined carbs, uh, sugar and uh, simple sugar and refined carbohydrates, uh, like breads and grains and flours that are highly milled and processed are highly inflammatory in the body. Uh, the, the, when we eat a lot of sugar, which is not the way we ate, uh, as we evolved, for example, 200 years ago, say the average person ate about two pounds of sugar a year. And now we're up to about 152 pounds of sugar a year. We didn't evolve with as much of this, uh, when you eat sugar, uh, it turns to glucose in your body, which is a way to provide energy. And, but when you eat too much of it, it spikes. Insulin is a, is people have probably heard of it because of diabetes and stuff. Insulin is a hormone that regulates the glucose in your body and how it works. And when you get too much, our insulin, we don't have enough of that hormone to regulate it. So all kinds of problems happen. You get inflammatory responses. It stores in your body as body fat when it doesn't know what to do with it, when it can't, you know, shuffle it out. And if, you know, if you're susceptible, you can create diabetes, prediabetes, all kinds of problems, you know, heart disease, cholesterol, all this stuff comes from sugar. Cholesterol actually doesn't come from fat or cholesterol in foods. It 
Well, it does a little bit from bad fats, not healthy fats though, but it comes from too much sugar. So I talked a lot about why we need to reduce these highly refined sugars in our diet to keep the inflammation down. So that's a big one and an important one. And there's all kinds of you know, alternatives and cool thing. I, I'm about like, I know, I know myself and I know other people well enough to know that when we have our cravings for particular things, sugar is very addictive in particular. And so we're going to, we're going to cave at times. And so I have lots of fun alternatives on my website and in the book about like, you know, favorite cheats that aren't as bad that don't spike your blood sugar as much, or their alternatives and that kind of stuff. So that's a big pillar and an important one. Um, and I'm not talking about complex carbohydrates, which are in like vegetables and whole grains and even whole fruit. Uh, those are things that are can be good for us and are important. Like we need some glucose in our body to survive and thrive and you know do what we need to do. But it's important to keep that down. And then pillar three is to eat good fats and and uh, ditch bad fats. And you know my generation grew up hearing a, a major fallacy, which was that fat is evil and we should avoid it at all costs. And that's so untrue. And the research bears it out now. Even the USDA just upgraded the food pyramid to call for more servings of fat a day. But we're not talking about, um, you know, so industrial seed vegetable oils, which is like canola, sunflower, safflower, corn, soy, there's a list of them. Uh, that we thought were kind of healthy, like in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, we were told like, you know, Wesson and margarine and all these things were a much better alternative than whole food-based fats. Mm -hmm. And what we now learn is they're actually highly inflammatory again. They oxidize easily. They create free radicals in our body, which are the root cause of things like cancer, one of the main root causes of things like cancer. And so what we're talking, again, it's back to this whole foods thing is fats like, uh, Good fats like, say, olives or olive oil or avocado, avocado oil, um, nuts and seeds, even things like if you eat meat, like pasture-raised, grass-fed animal fat can be good, which is a lot higher. And people might have heard of omega-3 fats, which we hear a lot about because fish can, can be a healthy part of a good, healthy fat. There are a lot of important and healthy fats that we need to be eating, and they, they also energize our body fat, all of our cells are surrounded, for example, by saturated fat, even though people are scared of that. Um, the, the neural synapses in our brain that every function in our brain, all of that synapse goes through fat. So we need fat to live well, but these horrible industrial seed vegetable oils that are very inflammatory mess up all the body processes. So we want to clean that up, get those out and bring in good, healthy, high quality, whole food based fats. Again, the cultures like the Mediterranean diet we hear a lot about, which is a lot of olives and olive oil and things like that. They have some of the longest lifespans and the lowest uh, health troubles uh, uh, in the world. Um, so that's pillar three. And then pillar four uh, is kind of another no-brainer. It's indulge in a rainbow of, of vegetables and some fruit too. Uh, fr fruit and vegetables are, are just loaded with nutrients from things we know about like vitamins and minerals, but they are also loaded with phytonutrients and antioxidants uh, that are so critical to our health and some carbohydrates too for energy. So, uh, they're, they're not just, you know, vitamins and minerals, you get energy from fruits and vegetables too. And you want to get the bulk of your plate 
you want to see those those veggies in particular fruit to a lesser degree because there is sugar and so again depending on who you are and what you do like if you're like you and you're probably you're you know you you do a lot of fitness stuff and you're working out you know you can handle probably quite a bit more sugar than somebody who's not or who has diet you know maybe a genetic predisposition to diabetes and that kind of stuff but anyway fruit's still great it's full of fiber and the fiber helps slow down the sugar breakdown but you want your plate to look like that these phytonutrients and antioxidants are the the cure for what I was mentioning in these free radicals that can be formed by the bad fats and to some extent sugars, they literally grab free radicals in our body and shuffle them out. So they're the immediate antidote to some of the things that cause most of modern diseases. We actually didn't evolve with, with a lot of heart disease and cancer uh, until the last few hundred years as we started to get into these more agrarian industrial agricultural systems where we started shifting more towards like breads and refined carbs that that uh are are problematic to our health uh, but uh, a great way to really just kind of boost your overall health is just add a few extra servings of vegetables in you know a little fruit uh, eat as much as you can do and the different colors of fruit all have different phytonutrients and they do different things for your body and your health so that's why I say a rainbow, because it's great to just mix up all those colors and, you know, and, and uh, make a good. Idea. So those are the four pillars. Uh, some of them are a little obvious, but I, I do talk a lot more uh, about kind of the why and how, how these things impact your body directly. And as I always love to say, and I think you said this at the beginning, or maybe in the pre-talk, um, it, it's about stepping into this. It's not like you have to be perfect and Oh, if I don't do everything 100%, it's not going to work. Every step you take towards increasing these, these things is going to help. So if you're eating, say, 10 servings of refined carbs a day, let's say you have your cereal for breakfast or your bagel, you've got a big sandwich for lunch with a big piece of bread on it, and have some corn chips with it, maybe in the afternoon, have some more corn chips as a snack, and then you have dinner and you got a big roll and some pasta, and then you got your dessert too, your sweet cakes or whatever it is with the sugar. You know, let's say you're at that point and you, you are addicted. Sugar is a dopamine. It, it, it uh, signals your dopamine receptors in your brain, which, you know, makes us addicted. But if you're at 10 a day, you know, make a goal of going down to eight a day for a few weeks. Just keep seeing if you can chip away at that, if that's your big thing. Or if you're, you know, the fat's an easier one because you don't have to not have any kind of fat. You just need to get the good in and take the bad out. Uh, and the processed foods, unfortunately, have a lot of the industrial seed oils. But, uh, you know, so if you do that, you're going to help yourself. But you can still have rich, satiating, delicious, you know, hearty food. You just have to know where to target it and know what to do and know how to mix it in. And you're going to, you know, have your dessert craving, switch it to something that's healthier, that still tastes really good. Um, but you know, but baby step in, you don't have to do this all at once. You're going to, every step you take, you're going to feel better and your body's going to start to function better. And as it functions better, your motivation increases too for, because you feel better, you look better, your, um, your brain starts to work better and it makes it easier and easier to make these changes. Oh, I mean, <laughs> that's a lot of good advice. And, uh, and, 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 you, and, you know, it's funny because what you stayed in here is, somewhat obvious, but we just don't practice it. And, 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 and you just hit on a few items there that are important to realize one is moderation in things. I mean, you can have a little bit of everything and mm -hmm. 
and you can still not, you know, eliminate everything, just just substitute things with healthier things, right? Right. Uh, that's I think I think that's a, a very easy thing to do. Uh, the one there are two three things I want to highlight at least to to have a little bit of a, an exchange on. One is the the age groups because because people at different age groups may think that you know they're invincible, right? You know, when you're younger, you eat everything, mm -hmm. your body's still gonna process everything. You know this. Yeah. The, the organs are still functioning at, at, at optimal mm -hmm. levels, right? Mm -hmm. So you're good. But as you age, I mean, your body is not responsive the same way. And then you would have already kind of you utilize your body's functions, you know, in 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 a higher speed. So so your response rate will get less and less. Just like a yeah. car, right? You buy a new car, right. you can, you know, it's funny. Uh, you buy you if you go and buy a used car, and the analogy is going to sound funny here, and and you buy it from maybe someone that is a younger age that really explored that car and, and really mm -hmm. destroyed it, uh, you will probably have problems with it. And you can buy right. someone that had, you know, an older, you know, person that had it in the garage, took care of it, only drove it nicely, changed the oil. And that car is still mint. I mean, maybe 30 years old car, it still runs like, you know, like sweet. And so it's the same thing as the body, right? If the body is out there and you're really destroying it, an uh, early stages, you know, yeah, 10, 15, 20 yeah. years, you get to 30, 40, things are not working out. You know, mm -hmm. I don't I know. Liver is not as good, everything. And we do, we tend to do that. And I think this message more for the younger folks that, you know, it's going to be costly to do everything, food, uh, medicine, everything. It's getting worse and worse over the years. Yeah. Uh, and, and the cost today is not what it used to be 10 years or 20, 30 years ago. So that's going to be there. But if you don't take care of yourselves today, you know, or at least be aware, then things are going to be worse, you know, in, in the future. So so that's just a message there for, for folks that are like in a younger age and they're like, you know, up to my gut this, you know, yeah. I'm invincible. Well, you're invisible today, maybe not later. So just be right. aware of that and do the right thing by yourself today. Don't deprive yourself from what you want and yet you like, but just just understand what the dynamics are. Absolutely. And, and I think the other piece that I wanted to, to talk about is cultures. So now now we have various cultures and each culture has its own food, you know, likings. I mean, you know, everybody's got their own stuff. Some, you know, use fries, some, some, you know, fried fried food, some use like sweet food, you know, like in our culture, there's there's a lot of honey and almonds. It's very sweet. Everything is sweet. Our teas, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm originally from Morocco. I mean, Moroccan tea is like the sweetest thing you can have. It's like it's like a, 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 a it's it's almost honey and liquid. <laughs> I mean, honey is liquid. Right, right, right. This is like you know a water that is so sweet. It's not even funny. But but it's it's again and and a lot of carbs in 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 the yeah. in, in the and some cultures are rice based, right? So a lot of right. rice. Right. So so those are things that also and you can have all of this. I think based on what you stated. None of this can be eliminated. It doesn't have to be eliminated. It just has to be monitored correctly and substituted correctly. And, right. and, and we can be enjoying our food and our cultures, you know, in, in the right way. So, again, that's just an opinion, so, yeah. uh, you know, and, and hope that people, you know, can take it to, for what it's worth. Uh, and, and if you do care about yourself, I mean, we owe it to ourselves to really live a healthy life as long as we live. And, you know, less complications, because when you get sick, it's not fun, right? Right. And you have complications, it's not fun. My mom is diabetic. I, trust me, it's not fun. You know, right. has to clean yeah. everything. And, you know, she has to, to intake, you know, all her insulin stuff, sugar spikes, you got to watch with mm -hmm. you. It becomes a more problematic status, you know, on, on the long run. So, so hopefully, 
understanding the dynamics here you know let's let's really follow some of these things and again i mean it's an opinion you know we're not enforcing this on anyone if you see if you like you hear it it sounds right it's not even rocket science it's something that's common sense you know use it uh matthew i mean those are some real good good lifestyle you know um mm -hmm. uh, basic elements that we all should be aware of and sometimes we are we just don't pay mind to uh, and the other thing now I was going to ask you, um, so what do you think? I mean, obviously, this is all good, but then you have forces against this. Right. You, yeah. Restaurant industries, you have manufacturing industries, food industries, you know, uh, fast, fast food industries, uh, marketing. You know, these are all things that can almost work anti, you know, health in a way. But I mean, right. some people may say, well, that's not true. We're, we do the right thing. People have the right to be. Yes. And we're not against businesses, you know, you know, flourishing and making their, you know, making the money and grow and all this stuff. Uh, it's just that a lot of, you know, the, the controversy is, you know, well, uh, it's business, it's economy. Uh, and so so those are some of the, the, I guess, the balances that are that are in play here. That right. Are sometimes tricky. You know, how do we maintain an economy? <clears throat> how do we maintain industries and yet keep healthy? Because a lot of these industries thrive based on these foods. But now if they're not good then, you know, we're going to have a problem. So, right. Yeah. Well, there's, there's so many layers to, to, to that comment and question, you know, it's, it's tricky. Uh, first of all, for business, you know, we see all these, the, the sort of organic health food industry is booming by the tune of tens of billions of dollars in growth over the last couple of decades. So there is certainly money to be made in healthy foods. And I think advocacy always has to be a part of, I think everyone's lives. We have to like learn and then start to push and promote the things that really work for society as a whole. So where food is concerned, uh, we in the United States, you know, I don't know where people will be watching this, but in the US, we subsidize. So the government subsidizes a lot of these unhealthy products, in part because of the lobbying of the big food companies and the restaurant industries, etc. Um, and in part, just because we're on old science, and the new science is showing very different things that are healthy. And so we could be so so it kind of props up the unhealthy stuff and makes it more affordable and makes it you know you have all this advertising money funneling at us constantly and the, the ads saying eat this eat this eat this and it's like there's only so many pizza commercials you can see and not go oh I'm going to go to pizza um, so I think you know we need to all get educated and start to push policymakers to say hey let's actually prop up healthy food because it's gonna help everybody. It's going to save billions, if not trillions in healthcare costs, which we all have to collectively pay for. We're going to feel better and we're going to be able to make these choices better. Um, you know, so I think, I think that's part of it is, you know, we got to kind of pay attention and start to push our elected officials to support the things that are more nourishing so we can do it. But, you know, I think ultimately we have to take personal responsibility and just get informed uh so there's that cacophony of voices coming at us that you described perfectly of all these outside you know factors so get educated learn about what good food is learn about you know so you when you when you when the stuff comes at you you can go no that's not quite right or yeah it looks fun or whatever but i'm not going to make that choice today maybe tomorrow you know uh, that's, I think the main thing that we can do is just like get informed and, and make sure that we're trying to do the best we can to, to, to feed our, feed our whole self, what it needs, not just kind of what these outside forces are 
cropping up because they're the good news too is even a lot of these food companies the big ones we all hear about the proctors and gambles and kellogg's and all that you know they're starting to shift they're starting to offer more healthy products as they learn people are wanting it and starting to promote it so we're seeing changes which is encouraging but um you know we're gonna have to tackle it in a in a much more profound and holistic way well listen i mean we're we're about the, the end of the show here. And, uh, you know, I think we've had a lot of real intense uh, and really good, good, good insights here on on behaviors, lifestyles, and, you know, eating healthy and even living healthy in a way, because, you know, just, yeah. just feeding, feeding some of these concepts that you just shared with us today would be, would be uh, an awesome thing. And uh, it will have, they will have impact on each and everyone that's listening, or at least applying some of them, if not all. Um, and so, so the book is available, right? Yep. Yep. It's, and, it's out. It's uh, mostly on Amazon. There's an audio book, an ebook, and a paperback. Nourish Yourself Whole. Um, and uh, my website, too. I don't, I'm not just trying to sell the book. So on my website, nourishyourselfwhole.com, I have a free ebook, which has all the pillars. And, you know, it's not as in-depth as the book. But if somebody just, you know, didn't want to buy the book, wanted to get started, you can get the free ebook. And there's an MP3 you can listen to. It's just like an hour long. And get some of the basics. Um, I've got lots of free resources and uh, like my favorite, my favorite healthy-ish cheats, like all the fun stuff that, you know, when I want to be bad, I'm going to get something that's a little better than the really bad stuff. So I have all my favorite stuff listed and links to find it on Amazon and, and other places. Um, also, I'm on social media. If people, you know, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it's all at Matthew Albrocht. Good luck spelling Albrocht. Uh, but you can Google it and find it. Uh, yeah, so lots of resources that are available for folks. Thank you, thank you, and 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 all those will be actually on the description of the show. So you know, oh great, watch this uh, whether on YouTube or the channel or uh, on the iHealth channel, uh, Radio everywhere. The podcast you will have nice. the description, the link to the site, and the name of the book. So check it out and uh, definitely take advantage of the resource and all resources that are within, and uh, you know see what, what it does for you. But I mean, if you're listening and you're watching, uh, we owe it to ourselves as mm -hmm. authors, uh, to, to, to live a healthy and happy life. And uh, again, health is wealth. Uh, and, and so without health, nothing else matters. So uh, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, adjusting and sometimes it's difficult, but we can all make those changes. And so uh, one, one last, any last words, comments, Matthew, just to, to the audience before we end the show today? Well, um, just, you know, you're worth feeling better and just whatever you do, take something on. Like I, I went from a lot of health challenges and made changes and feel like uh, so much better. It's like, it's such a nice way to live and invest in yourself, you know? And then the only other thing I would say is just thank you, Hurricane, for, for a great conversation and your intellect and your just putting these beautiful ideas out into the world. And, you know, that's, it's a great gift to humanity. So thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the advice and really for, for your expertise here, because that is, that is exactly what we need uh, just to hear more of this, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so with that, you know, we're coming to the end of the show, folks, thank you for watching the iHealth channel and listening on iHealth radio, Hurricane H here with Matthew Albrecht. And uh, you know, it was a great show. Thank you. We'll talk at the next one. Ciao, ciao. Have a great day. Bye-bye.